these daily vlogs. All right, something different again that we're going to do today. This time we're going to go live on Facebook as we do this daily vlog slash daily podcast. It's going to be a busy week for the podcast this week. So it's going to be fun, going to be exciting. Got two people coming on today who has major league ties. Baseball. Probably new Hank Aaron as well. So let's go get this started. Let's get this going. Get this started. Welcome, everyone. It's the Daily Podcast and the Daily Vlog all at the same time. I am going to go live on Facebook right now. Let's go ahead and get this going on the Facebook Live. I finally figured out how to do the whole Facebook Live. There was just a bunch of things that it was asking me that, that, yeah, it was, it was kind of crazy. But I'm getting ready to go live on Facebook. And I'm bringing in two guests. Two guests. These guys are cousins. Um, worked with a few of worked with one of them worked with a guy coming on named Charles which is a cool guy um worked with a uh didn't really work with his cousin that's that's going to go on the show right now but they have a lot of cool cool things to talk about major league wise so we're definitely going to you know pick their ears and talk about you know major league talk about um certain baseball players that they either worked with or met. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to go there. We're live on Facebook right now. I got the Facebook going on as we speak. I'm going to go ahead and share some of the links to you guys who you guys are going to watch me via live on Facebook. And we will go from there. We are live, as it says right here on my whole Facebook app. Now we're just waiting for the two to come on. And once they come on, I had I did have some music in the background. I don't know if Facebook is gonna stop me for having this music. I'm gonna copy the link. I'm gonna share it to a couple people. And see if see how many people are gonna go on. And we hope everyone's having a great Saturday. Hope everyone's having a good Saturday as well. I know some of you guys are working. I know some of you guys are busy. But that's okay, though. It's okay. If you guys are busy and you guys are not, you know, doing what you're not supposed to be doing, that's totally fine as well. You guys hear the song? You guys remember the song? Remember the song, guys? All right. So now we're just waiting for the two as soon as we get them on. All right, I have... One coming on right now. Let me turn off this music. All right, coming on the show. We have Bertland. Bertland Watson. What's going on, man? Oh, he's still connecting. All right, let's let him give him time to connect. Bertland Watson's on the show. He's coming on. We got another guest coming on as well. As soon as they come on, we'll let them know. Burley, can you hear me? All 
Are we there? Still connecting to his audio. So as soon as he get his audio set up, we will definitely get him um, get him going. Can you hear me? Bam, can you hear me? So we're getting him on, getting him on the radio, getting him on the podcast. We got another guest that's coming on as well. As soon as he comes on, we're going to kick this off. Bert, can you hear me? All right, he's technical difficulties. This is how things are. That's fine. As soon as he gets on, as soon as he gets this this ear, it says still connecting to audio. Let's see if we can. All right, we got got another guy coming in right now. Let's get him on as well. There he is right there, Mr. Charles Whitfield. What's going on, buddy? Charles, can you hear us? Yeah. Okay, Charles. Can you hear me? Well, I can hear you. We're having, looks like uh, Bertland's having a little issues with the, with the, Bertland, can you hear us? I can hear you guys now. All right, perfect, perfect. All right, guys. Welcome. What's up, guys? So this this is a cool cool thing about this podcast and this vlog is uh, I worked with Charles for a while um, in San Mateo, and he had a lot of cool stories, cool ideas. Um, Dad's a famous Major League Baseball player. I'll let him tell you guys the story when it comes to that. And then Bertland, it's Bertland Watson, um, also also has a lot of Major League Baseball players' ties. And the cool thing about these two is, um, I was just saying before I brought you guys in, guys, is... um, I'm pretty sure you guys have ties or knew or met Hank Aaron before he passed away, right? No, I never met Hank no. Aaron. No. no. Okay, okay. Um, Charles, go ahead. Uh, let's have you introduce yourself and, you know, what we're doing and what we're going to be doing here today. Okay. Um, Charles Whitfield, <laughs> um, son of uh, Terry Whitfield, former Major League Baseball player. Nice. Um, yeah, so... Um, my cousin Bertland. Everybody calls him Bam. Bam. Yeah. Bertland uh, drafted in the 1989 draft from Major League Baseball players. Um, who drafted you in 89, Bert? Or Bam? Uh, Texas, Texas Rangers drafted me in a uh, 46th round. Okay. And I was just saying, I was just saying when Tommy Lasorda passed away, his uh, godson, uh, Mike Piazza, was drafted after me. Oh, wow. And so I was drafted probably a hundred rounds before him. So. Mike P.S. Rest in peace, Tommy Lasorda as well. Wait, wait, Thomas was in that draft too, right? I think so. If he was, he was done earlier. Oh, okay. The big hurt, right? (laughs) The big hurt. Um, Bertland Bam, let's let's talk about your major league career. You you got into baseball. You you got drafted. Um, what happened? You know what, what was the, what was that like when you were getting drafted? What was it like when you knew, you know, childhood dream? You're going to play in the major leagues. You know, you get to play with. I think during that time we still had Barry Bonds was still playing, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, so how did well, it feel? How did it feel like, you know, here I am about to get drafted? Well, I could tell you it, it, it was probably the best day of my life. Okay. That day, that morning, I, uh, I just turned 19, and I was going to get my driver's license. Nice. So that day I passed a driving test, got my driver's license, and I came home. And my grandfather, who always likes to joke with me, said, uh, oh, yeah, you got a, you got a call by, uh, from the Texas Rangers. They drafted you. He said it just like that. And I said, man, you tripping. You ain't, you ain't for real. And uh, he said, all right, whatever you say. But the number's there in the desk in the office. Nice. Said, okay, let me see. So, so I went in there and I called the scout who I've been in contact with a lot. And he said, yeah, we just drafted you in the 46th round. You know, welcome to the Texas Rangers. I was like, huh? And, and you could, I mean, you could not imagine. I mean, it was just, it was just crazy. I knew I wasn't going to sign at that moment. Yeah, yeah. Because we had already, I had already talked to the to the uh, scout, and it's what they call draft and follow. Okay. They draft they draft you and they follow you for that year. The you know basically feel how much money they want to sign you for. Okay. So that was the draft day experience. Nice. So did you end up going to? You didn't. You did so. Share with everyone who's not familiar with with Major League's draft on how it is. Like, you know, NFL, NBA, usually you're right on the roster the very next year. But with Major Leagues, don't you have to, like, work your way up before you get to the Major Leagues or the big leagues? You, you, you're you usually in their AAA or AA team for a while, right? Yeah, but with me, what I did is uh, I didn't sign. Okay. And I went back to college. Nice. Nice. And when I went back to college, before the, the before our opening day, I pulled a hamstring. Oh man! And it set me back. It set me back a few few months, and I had an okay season. So at the end of that season, well, let me tell you, the summer that summer, the Mets. I was playing in a summer league team. Okay. On a summer league team in the Bay Area, and the Mets scout happened to see me in a game where I let off the game and, and got a infield single. My next at bat, I hit a home run. Nice. And in the outfield, I chased down a couple fly balls that nobody they didn't even think I could catch. And so they said, wow, this guy is amazing. And he wanted to sign me on the spot. But at that time, I was the property of the Texas Rangers. Uh, now, yeah. To tell you, the Mets had that time had been my favorite baseball team. Okay. And I was ready to sign on the spot. So the guy talked to my Uncle Terry, Chuck, uh, Charles's uh, dad, yeah, yeah. who happened to be at that game with me, helped me out, and asked him. And uh, he said, uh, well, he can't sign with you because he's the property of Texas Rangers. Yeah, yeah. And so this guy was so excited with me. He couldn't wait for the next season when I would go back into the draft or I or I would have to sign with Texas before the draft. So Major League Baseball, is, it's not like football or basketball. Yeah, it's yeah. a whole bunch of levels, and there's a whole bunch of different drafts, and because there's a whole bunch of different teams, you know. And so after, after I had a good summer and tore my hamstring the year uh, month before our first game, Came back, had a pretty good season, and then went back into the draft. The Mets 
did not want to sign me for what I was worth. Mm. So I went back. I ended up going to Kenyatta College okay. up in the Bay Area. And I went there. And at that time, it was, it was just amazing. It, I had a coach who believed in me, who taught me how to play defense, because I came from a team where we could just hit and run. That's all we could do. We couldn't hit. We couldn't play the field. But uh, so I had a really good season at that time. And so now Texas was in the hunt, which was also the Phillies. And I think the Giants got back into that picture. Okay. So uh, at the end of that season, no one wanted to sign me for what I was worth. So I ended up going to a few camps here and there. And, and I bounced around and ended up playing a little semi-pro ball. And then... <laughs> I tore my knee. Oh man. Yeah. Heartbreaking. And man. So after I tore my knee. And, and yeah. Because I actually went to a camp with the, uh, a tryout with, the with the Cubs. Jeez. And you mentioned Barry Bonds, Bobby Bonds, who happened to work out with me during the season. Cause I, now to go back to him, Dusty Baker has always been one of my real good friends. Yes. He was always one of our advisors and telling me not to take this, not to take that, work on this, work on that. And so I worked out with a lot of major leaguers. Okay. Who a lot of them didn't have half the talent I had, but they were all real good guys and they taught me everything. I don't know if you remember um Darren Lewis. Yes, from from uh, uh the Giants. He played for the Giants, played yeah. for the uh yeah. Yankees too, right? Yes. Yes. And Royce Clayton. Yep. And uh and so a lot of those guys I worked out with. And so when uh, I worked out with Bobby a day, and I tell you guys, Bobby Bronze is the type of guy, if you are not ready to work hard, he will call you out. Oh, wow. So I was, and I was working on something, and he said, he said, what's the hardest pitch for you to hit? And I said, low and inside. He goes, oh, that's the easiest pitch, man. Just drop the bat head. That's all. It's okay. And the next pitch came, and I fouled the pitch off, and he yelled at me. Now, mind you, I only met this guy 20 minutes. Yeah, yeah. He yelled at me. He said, you're lazy. You're just lazy. And I looked at him like, you don't know me, man. Who are you, right? And, uh, and it made me mad. But I'm the type of guy who take that criticism and, and channel the anger into what I'm supposed to be doing. Yes. The next pitch came low and in, and I hit the ball so hard, I almost hit it through the net. And he goes, that's what I'm talking about. That's right. So he told my uncle, when I go down, in, uh, when I go down to Arizona, if I don't sign with the Cubs, come and see him at the ballpark where the Giants were playing, and he'd get me a workout. Nice. What I didn't know, I went to, I actually went to, a, I had a spring training day. I had a whole day uh, with the San Francisco Giants for spring training. Um, and I worked out with the minor league squad. And after the end of the day, I, I, I thought I'd get great. And the, the scout, the coach for the minor league squad said to me, he brought me into the room and he said, you see this board right here? In order for us to sign you, we have to cut somebody. Oh man! And, say, and you're halfway, and you just got here, so I can't cut somebody on you just getting here. And so I was kind of a little upset, but um, 
I, I walked out and went back home. And, and what I did know is Uncle Terry had already talked to Bobby, Barry Bonds, I mean, Bobby Bonds. And he said to Bobby said to the scout not to try me out, but to sign me. So it was really funny. So they said, you know what? Next year, you come back and we will look at you for a full spring training. We will sign you. Okay. And that's the winter where I tore my knee. Mm. And so I missed spring training. And so when I finally rehab and came back, spring training was over. They were in the middle of the baseball season. And so the, the uh, Hashing Tigers of the Tokyo, uh, uh, Japan League. Yes. Happened to reach out to Uncle Terry, and he said, uh, "They said if you come over here, well, you can come to spring training with us. For they have a weekly spring training that they have early before their regular spring training." And so I went over there and worked out with a, a team called the Hashing Tigers, and their famous player on their team was Sinjo. Sinjo, who yeah, played yeah. center field for the for time. Yes, yeah, yeah. nice. So. Uh, I broke all. I broke. I ended up breaking all his uh, base, the, uh, his speed records, if you want to call them. Okay. Because they time you from first to second, and I end up being they. They didn't realize. They didn't know what they had. I was faster than Sinjo. and I had a great another great camp, and that management, well, the owners said, we can't sign you because if we sign you, we have to pay you double. Then we would have to pay a Japanese player because you're a foreigner. Oh, wow. And the coach of that team, knowing how hard I worked every day, I was there before everybody else and ended the day after everybody else, actually cried when I left. The coach of the team. That's how bad he wanted me. Wow. But they didn't want to pay. So to sum it all up, that was kind of my baseball career. After I did, I came back and and I already had a job, so I started working full time and played a little summer league here and there, and okay. basically that was it. But it was a good it was a good experience, right? I mean, you you being able to do some of the things that that maybe some of us even dreamt of doing from tryouts to meeting certain players. Like if you know, if I met Bobby Bonds. I probably would have, you know, I'd be that starstruck kind of guy where if he yelled at me the way he yelled at you, I probably would have quit and never come back on the, on the field, you know, if that was that bad. <laughs> yeah, you know, but uh, I had been working out with a lot of the ball players, yeah. and I already knew my talent. I was confident in my talent, but it, it was, it was, you know, it, I've told people this before. If you have the opportunity to pursue your dream, yes, no matter what it is, and someone says, hey, you, you can sign for this much money, take it, take it, take it, because you've always had a dream in your whole life to do something. Yes. And if someone gives you that opportunity to, you know, to, to achieve your dream, take it. Take it, yeah. And exactly. I learned the hard way because the Texas Rangers wasn't the only one who gave me an offer. The Giants actually gave me an offer before I went to spring training years before that. But like I said, it was not the right time. Yeah, you but know, but no one knew I was going to get uh, hurt. 
I had been working. It's 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 crazy because, like I said, like you, you were just mentioning, you know, whatever whatever they offer you, take it. Where some of us, you hear those those opportunities that you know us couch potato fanatics gets that well, like one day to try out in anything from basketball to football, and our dream is okay, we'll get out there, we'll we'll do a quick workout, but we try so hard that if they say, hey, we're gonna sign you for, you know less than the minimum of what a major league player will, will take half of us will say, yes, we'll do it. You know, we'll do it. Cause we just want to be part of, you know, that, that whole thing. But with you being the way you are, you have a talented guy, talented player. You had a lot of things going on. How did you feel when, when, you know, opportunities came, but it didn't go the way, you know, you thought it would have went. Well, you I, I, I was trusting in the people that were working for me. Okay. And, and Michael Terry was acting as my agent, you know, as far as contact between teams. And what it was is my talent set, my speed. Oh, if you go back to high school, I was actually, I ended up being seventh in the state in 100 meters Wow. in California. Okay. I raced against guys like Russell, Russell White, Curtis Conway. And um, so I had that type of speed along with my baseball background because of my uncle and my talents. My talent was worth more than what they were offering. Got it. And so basically we gambled on me. Not knowing that I was going to get hurt. Yeah, yeah. And so when I look back on it, like I said, all I can do is pass on my experience to others. And right now, I don't know if my cousin has told you, but my nephew on my dad's side, he is now the number one basketball player in, the, in, the, uh, in California, high school basketball player in, the, in California. Okay. His name is Peyton Watson. Yep. Peyton Watson. Heard, heard of him, yeah. And yeah, yeah. he's – excuse me? I heard of him. I heard of him, yeah. Yeah, that's my nephew. Oh wow! Okay, and he's uh he's he's uh and they did a mock draft for the 2022 uh, NBA draft. Okay, and he's picked to go seventh. I mean sixth overall in the mock NBA 2022 draft. Me being in a the the what I had to go through in my high school, even though I wasn't at his level as far as you know where I'm going. Is I'm able to pass on to him how to handle certain things. And so I told him, you take care of the basketball and I'll take care of the spiritual. Okay. I do a lot of praying for him, <laughs> you know, because I know staying healthy is the most important thing when you have talent. Yes. Yes. Healthy physically and mentally, right? Yeah. The same thing. Um Let's get some let's get some things off Charles. Charles, man, you I, I've known you when I first met you, we were working together, and when I found out your dad was, you know, ex MLB player Terry Whitfield, I was like, mm-hmm. wait, 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 not the the Terry Whitfield, right? Terry Whitfield that finished his career with with the San Francisco Giants. Um miss or actually he finished his career with with the Dodgers. I apologize. Um but he was like to me, he was the original Mr. Tokyo, right? Because he played overseas, right? 
Yeah, yeah. yeah. Played over there for uh, three seasons. Nice. He played with the uh, Cebu Lions. Is that, is that? Am I saying it right? Cebu they, Lions. They, they won a couple of championships, back to back championships, actually. Nice. That was uh, 80, 82, 83. Okay. Yeah. Now let me let me pick your brain a little bit because you know we we heard from from Bam about him being the MLB prospect. How was it being the son of an MLB player? And, and you know, I was looking at your, some of your social media page. You you do you have pictures with, like, you know, Tommy Lasorda um, with the Dodgers and a couple of other, you know, famous people. So how was it like for you growing up, your dad, you know, your dad is Terry Whitfield and you were able to meet all these guys and even probably go to Japan. Were you able to go to Japan with your dad? Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah I was there. I was, uh, yeah, I was, I was really young, like three, three or four years old okay. when I went to yeah. But I mean, I was young, so I didn't, you know, the way people look at my father is different from how I look at him. You know, course, he's yeah. his dad. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, you know, I was I was blessed to live uh, a good life. You know, um, it, I, it was it was a pretty balanced life because, you know, my life in Hollywood, I, I noticed if things were a little different than, you know, what other people were living and going through. And I understood that. I've seen it. But I, I, I was humble, you know. Nice. But, you know, I was always surrounded by my family, my cousin, uh, Bertland, and my other cousins, Donovan, and all my family here and back in the Midwest. So that, that pretty much kept me grounded. And, uh, you know. But, yeah, I, mm -hmm. I lived a good life. It was it was good, man. You cool. know, I, Cool. Other reason no why other reason why we got you on the show today is because you you have a project that you've been working on, and and just tell everybody what the project is and where we are at the project and what we're looking forward to in the future. Uh, well, the project I wrote a book. It's called The Script. Um, basically, it's about my my journey as an artist trying to find my purpose, and also um, I go into detail about the movie. I've been trying to, you know, get made for the past several years. Uh, the Brothers, the sequel to The Brothers, uh, starring Morris Chestnut, D.L. Hughley, uh, Shamar Moore, nice. and uh, Bill Bellamy. So, um, yeah, so basically it's just, you know, just about my, about my, excuse me, about my life coming up, um, trying to find my purpose as an artist. Um, it's it's, it's, it's kind of like the whole book is like, in script format yeah, yeah so it's like a movie so it plays out like a movie but it starts off with the interview i get interviewed by a journalist at a at a hotel bar okay. in the city so and there's some things happen there and <laughs> you know it kind of it's it, it it's in two parts so you have the the first part is pretty much the whole it's like an interview and then the second part it's like this this adventure that we go on and um i use my cousins as characters in the story okay okay so it's 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 fun it's fun um but um but there's an underlying message and 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 it gets revealed at the end what that message is okay so it's, it's um it's uh, it's an, an inspiring story. Nice, so, nice. Yeah. Since I've known you, we've been talking about you know collaborating, getting stuff done together, and mm -hmm. me, you guys being able to be on the show. It, you know, I'm gratefully honored for having both you guys on here. Um, and I know 
you're going to do big things. And then, you know, it's like from the beginning when you talked about it to you and I still reach out to each other and we talk about it every now and then. I know one day I'm going to be like, hey, you guys got to look out for this script. And, and, you know, for you guys who haven't heard, it's going to, you know, you heard it here first. You heard it here first. Um, you know, Charles is definitely going to get up there and do something in this world that we're going to be like, wow, you know, Eric had him on his show and now he's, you know, doing this. So, so I'm, I'm you know, happy to have both you guys on here. And I'm very grateful um, yeah. having both you guys on here. Let me ask you guys this. You guys are cousins. Um, how important is it to both of you guys? Either one of you guys can answer. How important is it to you guys to have that family, that family um, motivation, that family support when it comes to, you know, you know, bam, your dreams of being a baseball player. And then Charles, your, your dreams of trying to, you know, get this going. How important is it to have that family support for you guys? Oh, it's, it's very important. You know, my mother, my mother was my anchor, man, growing up, you know, whatever I wanted to do, she supported me. And, um, it's, it's needed, man. It's needed. Cause it, you know, family, you know, it, they motivate you. They, you know, they keep you motivated and, um, it's like, you know, that's where you get your energy from, man. You know, this your loved ones, you know, just pushing you and encouraging you to, to do your best, to be your best. So, yeah, family is definitely important. That support there. Yeah. And then, Bam, for you, you were mentioning, um, you know, Uncle Terry was there behind you the whole time, making sure that, you know, the, the right decisions were made, the right things were being made. So for you, family is important as well. Um looks like uh, Bam kind of went offline um, for a minute. But, man, yeah, you know, it's really important um, for family to be there. And I and I totally, you know, get, like, when I started this endeavor of vlogging, mm-hmm. you saw how I started with the vlogs yeah, and transferred, yeah. transferred over to this podcast, which I'm actually, you know, I didn't, never thought I'd like, but I actually like it a mm-hmm. lot better. Um, you, you know, you I had that family rock, that support, that, 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 do it, go ahead and get it done. Right. And, and without the family, you know, I, I probably still would have done it, but I wouldn't have been as motivated to get it done. So Uh, bam, bam, back to you. So yeah. How important was it to have uncle Terry there or just the family in general? Well, I, what I would say, what I would say for me is I tell people it is simple like this. What I was doing, it basically was a family business <laughs> because a lot of people didn't know the person that taught Uncle Terry how to play baseball was my grandmother, Wow, who was a great softball player. And so when I found out my uncle played baseball, all I ever wanted to do in my whole life was to play baseball. So my family supported that from, from when I was seven until whenever. Yeah. And they all knew that my drive was going to lead me there, but they knew that they had to be my best. Oh, having a little difficulty there with Bam's audio. Um, Charles, moving forward, uh, we'll get get back to Bam as soon as or Brooklyn when he comes back on. Oh, looks like he jumped off for a little bit. Moving forward, Charles, what's do we have a time frame on the script? Um, uh, should be out in the next couple months. Okay, I'm self publishing okay. this, uh, this book, so I want to get it out right away. So yeah, in the next couple months, okay. should be looking out. 
Okay, and then and I just uh, sent Bam a message Berlin to get back on. Um, but man, you know, again, from the day that we we started talking, man, just just everything you had. I mean, seriously, I'm not gonna lie, man. There's a lot of things that you said to me that inspired me to you know move forward on the things that the the projects that I wanted to move. Um, and there's a quote that you said where it said, "Hold on, here we come. Bam's coming back on." There's a quote that you said like. If you have one person that'll follow you, that's one more person that was, you know, that didn't follow you from the beginning. And ever since you said that to me, I, man, I was like, man, you're right. You're right. I, yeah, yeah, you said that. Because I kept saying, I kept saying, I kept telling you how I'm afraid to get things started because I'm afraid that no one's going to listen or no one's going to do anything. I think uh-huh. when we were talking, we were talking about your project and I, I kept telling you how I want to do something big and something, you know, different as well. But I, yeah. I, I was just afraid that no one was going to follow or no one was going to listen. But you said, you know, right now you have nobody listening to you because you have nothing out. But as soon as you put something out and one person listens, that's one more than that person that's not listening. Yeah, that's true, man. You got you to gotta start somehow, some way. You have you to. Know, you have to. One or whatever, it's, as long as you start. That's, you know, that's the thing you get once you get started else, right exactly exactly i mean for those guys who are like asking me like hey how do i start a podcast how do i start a vlog i just tell them just start you know you know your first yeah. one is not going to be cherry your first one's not going to be the best one that you know you're not going to be like the casey neistat of vlogging or the joe rogan of podcasting right away you know it takes time it takes efforts um i'm here reaching out to people to be guests on my podcast so that way one day someone's going to reach out to me and say hey can i be a guest on your podcast you know so you have to start somewhere right so which one do you like which which one do you prefer you prefer the podcast over uh your vlogging or you, yeah you find- yeah it's kind of you know i did 800 vlogs on my my youtube channel um i have 1700 subscribers throughout the four or five years that i've been doing it but last year with the coronavirus and people looking at you funny when you're walking out with a camera and you don't have that mask on kind of made, uh, made me say man i need to do something different you know i need to do something where i can still reach out to the people but in a different way where I'm not, you know, infecting myself, infecting my family, or even, you know, possibly infecting someone else. So I started, I said, you know what, let's do a podcast. I started to do this podcast first, which is, you know, the daily podcast with Eric B then switched over to another podcast with my, my boy Joe. And it just became addictive. It's just like, you know, like we're like on each other, like, Hey, what are we going to talk about today? Hey, what are we doing tomorrow? Trying to get, Hey, I got this guest. Maybe we can do this. So it's kind of like there's more involvement with a podcast than there was with the vlog. The vlog, all I had to do was go out, find some place to videotape, go from there, go home, edit everything, and I was good to go. Mm-hmm. Here, there's a little more involvement. There's a little more involvement. There's more people that I'm trying to reach out to where, where, you know, I said this quote the other day. I'm going to ask 100 people to be on my podcast, Right. Out of those hundred, if one or two says yes, to me, that's a, that's a win. That's a, that's, you know, that's a win right there. Um, so, so moving forward. Yeah. I definitely want to get this, you know, I want to get this to a point where people will start asking me to be on their show. 
Right, right. right. You know, right now, I can reach yes. out. I can reach and out. I, Go ahead. Everyone, a lot. Everybody's doing podcasts. I mean, that's pretty much. You know what? That's YouTube is pretty much what I watch throughout the day. Like, you know, <laughs> I don't watch like regular TV, like uh, yeah, other than yeah, yeah, yeah. Netflix. Yeah. I but you, you know, like I, I I watch quite a few like podcasts and uh, people do you know vlogs on there. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's it's good, man. I mean, if you if if you have the uh, the the passion for it, the desire to do it, yeah, go for it. You know, the difference between here and there, you see where I'm sitting. I'm sitting in the makeshift podcast studio, right? I'm sitting in the bedroom, got my equipment set up, don't have to go anywhere where vlogging, I have to, you know, think about where am I going to go next? Is there, you know, especially with this COVID-19, is there going to be a lot of people there? Um, so there's just a lot more involvement when it comes to what am I going to talk about? And YouTube is so strict on what to say and how to say things that mm. sometimes it's kind of like you have to watch what you say and watch what you do. You can't even play a certain song on YouTube because they'll, you know, they'll strike you for that. Right. Right. Where podcast, if you listen to my podcast in the ba- in the past, I did podcasts where I talked about my favorite Michael Jackson songs and I played mm. it. And, you know, from this day on, you know, I'm getting people listening to it and it's, it's just easier to do. It's an easier beast to get done. So for me, this is what I'm going to be sticking to for a while. I'm proud of you, man. Yeah. Congratulations, man. Thank you, man. I'm proud of you too, man. I mean, like, you know, from, from day one, you, we, we, when I said, man, you need anything, let me know. You need anything, let me know. Um, and hopefully, you know, this right here is going to be a quick turnaround. We're going to get Bam back on. Um, he's having technical difficulties here he comes back on. But yeah, man, I'm proud of you. I mean, from where you, you know, and like I said, I can't wait for the show to to jump on and I can't wait for, you know, hopefully yeah, I'm part of the script. Hopefully I make I make the cut <laughs> to be part of uh, be part of the movie. I'll be that Filipino dude cutting hair if I have to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Hopefully we can get it made, man. Um, you know, all the guys. I mean, if you go on like YouTube and um, if you search for the the brother sequel, you can find articles on on it. Okay. And all the guys are supportive of it. Um, they express interest in doing it. So it's just uh, financing. You know, yeah. that's the big part. Yep. You know, because some, some of these movies take 10 years, 15 yep. years, 20 years to make, man. I mean, yep. you know, it's it's not easy. It, it takes time. It takes a lot of time. Totally understand, man. All right, guys. You know, you can go ahead. I guess you can always make a new movie and call it Cousins instead of Brothers. Hey, there you go. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Hey, there you go. There you go. I, I didn't even think about that, you man. Can Shamar, you can play Shamar Moore. And I'll be Tay Diggs. You be Tay Diggs. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm not like a Wesley. Wesley Snipes or Tay Diggs, either one of them. <laughs> I can I can be somebody too, you know. Yeah. See, no, when when, when know, yeah. coming up, everybody used to uh uh say he he uh looked like um Bert um Wesley Snipes. So that's where that comes from. Okay, okay. Like, yeah. Yeah. Hey, hey guys, I want to thank you guys again for jumping on. Uh, you know, Berlin, thank you for sharing the story. Thank you for, you know, sharing how it was to be, you know, MLB prospect to get out there to, and to, you know, much love to you and definitely, you know, um, good luck 
future wise what's going on future wise anything you want to let anybody know any any hobbies stories coaching jobs anything like that in the future oh for me yes um no right right like right, i said right now i'm just you know i work regularly now and i've done a whole bunch of stuff in my life so um you know i'm just i'm just heavily involved in my church at this moment so which is a great thing yes. you know I love the Lord, so you know it always works great for anybody. Yes, this time right now we definitely need, you know, the Lord with us with what's going on in the world. So definitely, definitely good thing, good thing. Um, yeah. And then Charles, same thing with you. Any besides what we talked about, future anything, future endeavors? Just be out for the book. It's coming. Can't, it's coming. Can't um, wait. Yeah, that's can't pretty wait. much it right now. That's my focus. Great. You guys heard it here first. You heard it here first. The script, maybe even the cousins, the movie The Cousins coming out. Maybe maybe something like that in the future. Actually, never thought of that. That's yeah. a that's a good title. That, that's the perfect title. Could be yeah. anybody. Anybody could be the cousins right now, right? That's what I'm saying. There you go. All right, guys. Anybody could be the cousins. Uh, Bertland Watson, thank you for being on the show. Charles Whitfield, thank you for guys coming on the show. It was definitely Thanks, definitely cool Thanks. to have you guys to share your story, to share your light. That's definitely something cool. And good Thanks. luck in the future. Definitely, if you guys ever want to jump on back on the show, I mean, this show, I'll talk about anything. You want to promote your book. You know, bam, you want to come on. You want to talk about, you know, something spiritual. Or even if you just want to share anything that you forgot to share today, you guys got my number. Throw me a text. Tell me, like, hey. This is an idea that I got. And, you know, like we did today, we'll make plans. We'll time it out and we'll go from there. Yeah, I appreciate it, brother. Thank you for having this us on. Good. Oh, my God. My pleasure, guys. Definitely my pleasure. And thank you guys for jumping on. And, you know, you we can't wait, you know, to watch, to watch your show, to watch what's going on in the future for you guys. Yeah. All right, man. All right, thank man. you. Take care, guys. All right. Thanks, man. All right. Good luck. Bye-bye. All right. All right, let me go ahead and do this. Cool, man. That was some cool stuff having, you know, Charles Whitfield and Bertland Washington, or Washington, what am I talking, Bertland Watson on the show. Let me go ahead and get these guys off my channel. Perfect, perfect. For you guys watching on Facebook Live, thank you guys for join, joining me. Thank you guys for watching. Um, that was a cool thing to have, to have some inspirational guys um, on my show. Um, something different, like I said in the beginning, something different that I decided to do. Um, Berlin Watson, you can definitely check out his stuff. He has stuff on um, uh, the Sports Network, the IMDb. There was a bunch of things that I saw that his name is on there. Charles Whitfield, um, you guys heard it here. You guys heard what's going to happen here moving forward. Movie The Brothers, the script, the book, and maybe even the movie The Cousins. But in the future, we'll find out. But you heard it here first. So for you guys who are watching, thank you for coming on. Thank you for jumping on. Um, we were live or we're still live on Facebook. Um, still live on Facebook. And you guys are going to catch this on YouTube. You can catch this on all my podcast networks. If you guys haven't watched it, you will watch it there. But until next week, until actually this week is going to be a crazy week. I got a couple more guests that's coming on the daily podcast with me, Eric B. Teaser on Monday. Once I finalize everything, I'll show you guys who's coming on. And I'll give you a hint. Very funny guy. Very funny guy. And for you guys who went to Westmore, you guys probably know who I'm talking about. 
But until then, thanks for watching, guys. The podcast and the vlog has ended. Thanks for watching. Go in peace. Thank you.